Now let me welcome back to another episode of Top Dogs. The starting point guard, I'm just going to presume that you are going to be the starting point guard for this year's UConn right. Huskies, the one and only R.J. Cole. R.J., what's going on, man? I appreciate you being here. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you for having me on here. and I'm happy to be on here with you. Thank you. So let me start you off with this. Everything that you read, everything you hear, everything that, that's kind of in the discussion about UConn basketball heading into the 2021-22 season is about you. And about leadership, R.J. Cole is stepping into a leadership role. R.J. Cole is going to take on more leadership this season. Leadership, leadership, leadership. What, mm-hmm. what, is, what does that mean? What does is, what is leadership in a college basketball program to you mean? Um, man, I, I've actually been – I'm still learning, you know, still learning to be that leader for my team. Uh, and it, that to me is just being able to provide that spark, the energy, um, being able to hold guys accountable. Um not you know not being not let, allowing them to make the same mistakes and making sure that when they do make a mistake that I'm going to uh, correct talk to them so they can correct it for late for, for the future um so, so definitely just bringing just coming in every day and just trying to be that guy for my teammates so they, they have somebody they can see what it looks like are, are you are you embracing that role I mean look you're a point guard you're a fifth year senior you've played for more Hurleys than anybody probably in basketball history at this point and, yeah. and all of those things are kind of they're the cliches in the world of sports where you say these are what leaders do. So are you are you embracing kind of this role that you're that you're being thrust into? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I this is something that I want. You know, I want for myself. I want for my teammates. So just being that later leader and embracing it, um, and that and that comes with a lot of expectation as well. You know, so I definitely embrace it, and I'm I'm happy for the I'm out for the challenge. So I, I spoke earlier today with Talik Brown, who is another great UConn point guard. And what he told me is that part of the reason why he thinks you're such a good leader is that the beard brings you wisdom. <laughs> is there any truth in that? Man, I don't know. I, I, I never heard that one, but hey, it might be right. You know, maybe maybe the beard is helping me out a little bit. <laughs> How long have you been growing that thing out? Man, uh, started in my freshman year in college at Howard. Um, and it just continued to get, it continued to prosper. And you haven't, uh, so I haven't been clean, sha- clean shaven since 2008, but I can't, mm-hmm. like my thing, if I grow out a little bit longer than this, it just gets so scraggly. How, how long have you been keeping this thing trimmed? Have you been, you, your, your family hasn't seen your, uh, your cheeks, or your chin since what, the, your freshman mm-hmm. year in college? They haven't seen, yeah, probably like my senior high school, <laughs> to be honest with you. I started growing it after the season, at the end of my season, my uh, senior year of high school. And I just, I never stopped. Uh, but of course, I trim it. Even I keep it groomed and everything. But yeah, nah, they haven't seen my face a clean, a clean shave at all. So, what takes you longer when you're going out? It's a Saturday night. You're written, getting ready to go out with your boys. What takes you longer to do? Is it your your beard and get that looking right, or is it your hair and getting your hair looking right? <laughs> Shoot, uh, I mean, I think both of them are pretty smooth and easy. You know, for my hair, I just gotta put some in it and brush it. You know, and then for my beard, you know, put some oil in it, and then I go about my business. So uh, you got a shirt on your shoulder right there. Hold it up for me real quick. Let the people see what that is. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. So that is your merch line, right? You're one of the guys in college basketball this year is taking advantage of the opportunities that name, image, and likeness rules allow you. So talk to me a little bit about how, one, you came up with that logo and that name, and and two, the the process of, of making sure that you're able to actually do this within the rules of the NCAA. Um, so this became like an idea, uh, of course, once NIL became a thing, um, but I've heard, I heard it on TV when we were playing, I forget who it was against exactly. It might've been Xavier, 
And one of the commentators kept calling, kept saying uh, that that guy is cold blooded. And I kind of like it, it ruined me a little bit. I didn't, you know, I didn't know if I wanted to what I wanted to do with that. But then, like I said, once NIL came, I was like, I gotta be original, something that I can, you know, I can go with. And then people were like, oh, I like that. Um, and cold blooded, I said, okay, I, I'll stick with that. Um, and that process, I mean, it's been amazing just to be able to venture out, you know, and, and try try to earn some, you know, some some money on the side. Uh, as well as being a basketball player, um, and it, it's been a fun, a fun process, and I, and I enjoy it. I just, I'm, you know, I'm happy to see where this takes me. Have you had? I mean, you don't have to give us specific numbers, but has it been? Have you been able to have some success with it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. For me, not to be playing, for us not to be playing yet, you know, uh, right now, and from when I started, I think I started a couple months ago. Um, for, so from there to now, I mean, I think I've been in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's the kind of thing UConn fans are going to jump all over. How did you how did you come up with the design and the logo? Was that all you? Did you have some, like a design team help you out with that? Are you kind of one of these creatives that comes up with stuff like that pretty easily? Yeah, so when they, when I said I wanted to do this, uh, I was trying to think of logo ideas. Um, I asked a couple of people, they could help me out. But I was just like, I like to draw. So I was just like, you know what, let me just, you know, let me just draw something up. And my first idea was what would you see on the shirt? Um, it's a C well in the back actually in the back it's a CB with like drip on it and uh I had drew that at first and I was just like yeah I think I like this and then eventually I sent it over to some people just so they can give me a mock-up of it you know and then um I kind of went with that and uh I just felt like cold-blooded just that seeing a B with the blood the blooded part with the drip just made so much sense you know because uh cold-blooded so that you got the bloody drip um so I just felt like that and I ran with it, you know. And it works for you too, because the last time I think we saw you uh playing, you had the blood dripping down your face. So exactly. I had that I had the little the gash right here was coming down. So you know, it just all goes hand in hand. Can you just walk us through a little bit the, the process that it takes just from like the red tape you got to go through with compliance and the NCAA? Like, is there because I don't think anyone really understands it's different for all the states, and I don't I don't think people really understand like what college kids are going to go through to kind of create this own stuff for themselves. Can you just kind of take us through that process a little bit? Um, yeah. So for us, at first it was tricky because we didn't really know what it was about. Um, but now, like you said, we, there's different states have different rules. And then for Connecticut here, we can't use our logo. We can't use a Yukon logo. So that for one is something to think about. And two, uh, we have an app called um, Open Doors. So you just put your, you know, you get, you have your, whatever endorsements you're doing, you know, you make it, you get a contract and you put it in an open doors and they'll review it. And if, it's, if everything looks good, then they'll just say, okay, this is fine. You can go ahead with doing what you're doing. Um, but if they, if they flag it, then obviously you have to uh, reroute and do something else and I'll try to fix what, what happened. But yeah, I mean, it's a pretty easy process. Whenever you want to do something, you get a contract, put the contract on open doors, they review it, compliance reviews it for you. And then if they say if they uh, agree with it, you know, you can go ahead for we go move forward. Do you have any endorsement deals yourself or is it just your merch line? Um, my merch line, I had got PSD, which is like the underwear stuff. I did PSD and I have another one with uh, staying with bands. And that is uh, I have a <laughs> I have a wristband here it says be the difference. And it says cold, but on the other side um and i did that with them and it, it also it proceeds to go to a charity as well so tell the people where you can get the merch man you give it give it the plug let them know oh yeah for sure the merch cold blooded merch is uh the website is 
coldbutterdna.com. And if you want to get a, a band as well, it's stayingwithbands.com. Well, there you go. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about your your basketball career here. You started out at Howard. I've been to games at Howard. I don't think people understand the culture and the experience and the environment that comes with basketball at the HBCU level. It's, I mean, it's a party at these games, right? It's wild. It's loud. So talk to me a little bit about that experience and what it was like playing there. Man, I mean, I think that was probably what shaped me a lot in a lot of ways. You know, I was happy that I got the experience to play at Howard um, because that's like, that was like the, the grind for real, for real, you know, and that like, you had to really appreciate where you came from to go play there. Uh, and I think that helped me shape me as my, as a person, as a player on the court, uh, the fans, it's not your typical, like how UConn is like really, really into this whole basketball thing. Like they really want their team to win. I'm not going to get me wrong. Uh, HBCUs want their teams to, to win, of course, but like you said, it's a party and like that, that atmosphere is something that I think, a lot of people will want to be in, you know, because it's it's fun and it, it creates a type of energy for you that you want to, when you're playing out there. And it's like the fans themselves, they're like, they're hecklers, but it's in a different way. It's, it's just, it just, it feels a lot different in the atmosphere. And like, I love it. I, I definitely appreciate the time I had there. Yeah, the game uh, that I went to at Howard, there was a full band sitting, like the, the way that the Howard um the gym is set up is there's basically like a, a an upper deck almost but it's like yep. it's, you're at the lower level that only mm-hmm. goes up like 10 rows and there's kind of like this upper deck where you're almost sitting over the court and there yep. was a full band in the upper deck like there was a guy on a drum set set up i have no idea how he could sit on the bleachers and play drums for two hours but he did it's like a fishbowl like and then you got the band you got your like three different dance teams you got the chili like it's it was it's definitely like a party like you said yeah, there's dance teams everywhere. That's the other part about it. It's like everyone is just dancing. Everyone's uh, running their mouth. It's 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 something else. Man. I would recommend to anybody uh, that is in the area to make sure you get to some of these games. It's it's Absolutely. Uh, it's wild. How did you how did you end up there? Right? How did you were you did you get bigger offers? Were you just kind of under recruited? Because it's not often you see someone go to any school in the country and average twenty three and six as a freshman. So I mean, for me. I was very under-recruited, and it, it got to a point, I think probably like at the end of my junior year, I didn't have anything. And I was playing, I was like crushing the AAU circuit. So I was a little confused. And at one point, I'm not going to lie, um, I was just like, dang, do I really want to do this anymore? Like, there's no way that a lot of these people are, are in my opinion, are better than me. And get, cause I've, been, I've been killing them, you know, and there's no way. Um, Howard was my first offer. Of course, and I'll be honest. At first, I was just like, "Howard, I'm not going there. There's no way." You know, I didn't. I don't. I didn't even know they had a basketball team at the, at that time. Um, and then it came out that I went to their first. I went to a game, and they played against uh, Rutgers actually, and that was the first time I ever seen them play. And they had a point guard named uh, James Daniel the third. He was the leading scorer in the nation um, at one point. I think the year before. And yeah, it was like thirty, didn't he? Yeah, it was like twenty nine thirty, um, and that right there, I, of course, like just kept it in my mind. Like, dang, he let his guards play. Um, but then as time went on, I, I, my recruitment started to pick up a little bit. I had like some, I had a lot of mid majors, of course. Then I was getting, I had ended up getting St. Bonaventures uh, pretty late, um, and I was just like, you know, I'll stick with my five that I chose, which was LIU Brooklyn. Um, Loyola, uh, Maryland, 
Boston University, Howard, and it was my fifth one. Can't forget my. I don't remember my fifth one, but uh, ultimately, man, Howard was the way for me to go. My coach, he believed in me. Um, I don't. He didn't think I was gonna average twenty twenty three a game. Um, but he he believed in me enough that it gave me the confidence to go. All right, cool. I can go out here and I can I can play my game and I can I can have this freedom out here. And I I really like. I felt like he was the one person that really believed in me. Um, and that went a long way for my confidence. So those two years, I was able to crush it. So one of the things you hear on a lot of these broadcasts, and I think it's one of the narratives that's kind of just been picked up by UConn Twitter or whatever, is that you like you grew up a UConn fan or UConn was your dream school or something like that. Is that just something that kind of – is that true or is that something that just kind of takes a life – I mean, you see these things all the time on TV. They mention it once and all of a sudden it, it gets repeated on every single broadcast. Is that mm-hmm. true? Were you a UConn fan growing up? Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, 10 years old. I was a huge UConn fan. I, I got into it for my mom, though. She was a huge UConn fan herself with the women's team. And I started uh, watching uh, with the men's and women's. And I really like both of them since I was 10 years old. And I went to the camp. I know everybody's seen that. I went to the camp uh, with Jim Calhoun. And I got uh, – I was playing in my division at first. And I was killing it in that division. And they moved me up, I think, like either up one or two levels. And I ended up getting MVP in that division too. So it was just – it was it was cool. Yeah, I mean, you're a, you're a point guard and you're 12 years old uh, in 2011 when Kemba makes a run to the national title. That, that, that Obviously, that's going to be something that kind of <laughs> leaves an impression on you, right? And uh, absolutely. It was a huge impression. Definitely. I didn't forget it. Before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up for Bet Rivers yet, now is the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their rush pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, it's more secure, and it's more reliable. Now that basketball season is tipping off, get in on the action at betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. You must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And while I got you here, Let's talk about the Field of 68 Media Network, where college basketball matters most all year round. This is a digital media and podcast network that we've been building over the course of the last year. We have shows hosted by some of your favorite players covering the program that they love the most. A.J. Guyton hosts the House of Hoosier. Eric Devendorf covers Syracuse on the scorer's table. Dan Dickow hosts the Gonzaga Bulldog broadcast. We have Florida's Patrick Young and Duke's Andre Dawkins, and North Carolina's Shimon Williams, and Michigan's Stu Douglas, and Illinois' Deion Thomas. The list goes on and on and on. We have more than 30 shows right now. So hit the links below and check them all out. And while you're at it, make sure that you go check out the Field of 12 Media Network, your home for college football. So you played for uh, for Bob Hurley, the original Bob Hurley, not, uh, not Bobby Hurley, the original mm-hmm. Bob Hurley. At, uh, at St. Anthony's, and now you play for Dan Hurley at UConn. Compare them. Like, how are they? How are they similar? How are they different? They're both. They're both out of their minds, right? <laughs> and now they both get after. And I got a lot to you. My my sophomore year with uh, Coach Hurley, the, the father, it was pretty tough. I'm like, I wanted to transfer. If I be totally honest with you, um, at first, just because I didn't, I went in. It's kind of like a big head, you know. Freshman year, I played varsity at my old, at my my first school, my freshman year at North Tech, 
and I got um, we had won a state championship. So me transferring, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm coming here. I'm gonna play, but I didn't play right away, you know. And I was a little, a little stunned. I was upset by it, of course. But again, and eventually, you know, adversity hit. So I had to I had to make a, a stand up at some point, and I had to make some changes. Um, but you know, both of them, they're similar similarities. They they get after it. Um, I mean, they want you to do well. And that's the biggest thing. So you can't take the way that they, the way they yell at you, the way they talk to you sometimes to heart because, I mean, it's really have to listen to the message. Right. The message is a deeper message within what they're saying to you. And that's basically that they, they believe in you. And, I mean, they wouldn't be yelling at you the way they are if they didn't. You know, I mean, you you rather worry about someone not yelling at you than when someone is, when someone is yelling at you. Uh, but, they, yeah, like I said, they're both fiery to get after it. Um, I would say the the differences between the two is just that I mean, Coach Dan Hurley is Coach Dan Hurley is younger, so he's a little bit more animated with some of the things. I had the older version of his father since he was he was getting older, of course. But like I said, the, I mean, the, the animation between the two of them were just a little bit different between the two. And I mean, I, I appreciate them both. I, I appreciate them both to this day, especially the father. Um, and now it's his son as well. So definitely, I, I'm happy that I had I have the chance to play for both of them. So Tyrese told me at media day that uh, that that he remembers one day when Coach Hurley showed up in socks because it was raining <laughs> outside and he didn't want to get the court wet. So we spent the whole day, uh, the whole practice, coaching in socks. One, mm-hmm. do you do you remember that? And two, I know that's not the funniest uh, Coach Hurley story you have. So I'm going to need the funniest Coach Coach Hurley story that you have. You know, I I definitely I definitely remember that. Uh, it was it was pretty. I was I was it was weird at first. I was like, "What are you doing?" You know, and then but then, you know, you, you got to get it done. It's some things you just got. It doesn't matter the, the conditions. You got to get it done. Um, the funniest story it's it's a lot, but like for me personally, because it happened to me, um, I had a rough a rough morning. Uh, I had to wake up at like five or six I had to get something done in the morning and then I had a test I was studying I was up for all night studying for and I had an 8 a.m uh so like I was just I was already shot and then I think this was a day after a game I was this is my sit out year my first my uh, first year so I was sitting out and it was a day after the game and I, we might have I think we lost the game and uh it was one of those film sessions where we had to watch the whole game and I was trying to like the lights went out and I was trying to hold myself up. Like I'm just, whew, you know, trying to keep my eyes open. And so eventually yeah, just every time, like when I felt him look at me, then I like, I opened my eyes. Like, but then eventually I was just like, I can't, I can't hold on anymore. I fell asleep in the film, but like, he didn't really, he didn't say anything in the film. So he, like, I, I didn't think anything of it. I mean, he waited until he waited until like practice started and like I wasn't, I, I he was like everybody wake up, you know. And I knew, and I just felt like he was talking about me too. I'm like everybody wake up, we got we got wake up now. I'm like all right, trying. I I ended up messing up something, and he just kicked me out. And I was just like, dang, like I I feel bad because I really was not, I really was sleep. But that was funny to me because it was just like, dang, I, I apologize, but like he, I didn't, I was not expecting that at all. Like he was just like, oh, you want to fall asleep in film? I got something for you. Basically, I got something for you, and he just kicked me out. I was just like, dang. But that, that was my funniest story because that's it just happened to me. I just thought that was funny. Like just falling asleep in film is just crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's uh it's it's hard, man, because it's, it's like warm in there. Yeah, in the room. it was the right temperature, you know, get comfortable with seats, it's comfy. 
Yeah, like you're not, and you're not playing, so it's kind of like, why am I paying attention? Yeah, I get it, man. It's, it's risky. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're not the first person that was sitting out that fell asleep in film. So, sure won't, sure was. I probably won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the the big talking point this year is that someone is going to have to replace books production, right? I mean, you got a guy that averaged 20 game, whatever it was, a top 12 pick in the NBA draft. Um, he's it's it's a big thing finding the guy that can create those shots. Uh, I am not hugely worried about it for two reasons. And one of them is you. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're pretty good, right? You, you didn't average 12 and five last season by accident. It wasn't a fluke that you averaged. I think it was over your uh, two years at Howard 22 and six. Mm-hmm. Um, are you excited to have more of a chance to kind of show what you can do and kind of take a bit, a little bit more of the, the role offensively? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know, the biggest thing for me is like, I like to prove a lot of people wrong. And that's how that's how my career really got like started. Like everything I've done in my lifetime, it was just about proving somebody wrong, proving everybody wrong. Anybody that had anything to say about me, like current, like the fans, I don't care. Like, you could be our own fans. Like I was, all right, cool. Like you can say what you want, you know. So, uh, but yeah, proving them wrong. I, I'm I can't wait to get out there because, like you said, I mean I didn't average twenty two and six for no reason. Not that I'm not, I'm not living in the past, but like it, I didn't. That just didn't happen out of nowhere. Like that was that was something that really happened, um, and I like I I feel like I I can create for myself and my teammates. It makes it makes the game so much easier for everybody out there. Um, so definitely being able to get the chance to like showcase my full my full talent is this year is going to be exciting because last year I was more of the table setter, making sure everybody was in the right spots on offense, trying to be like like an actual point guard and and trying to pick my spots where I can be successful and to score. But but this year I get a chance to be more of a basketball player, you know. You yeah. know, because I mean the big thing for you guys is just going to be last year was we run some stuff, we run some stuff, we don't have a shot. All right, everybody, give it a book and clear out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm sure you're going to get some of that where they're just going to say, all right, give it to RJ, go make something happen. But I do feel like a lot more of it's going to be let's find a way to get something out of our offense instead of just relying on the fact that we got this NBA player that is. Uh, that can go out and create anything at any moment, right? Am I, am I kind of reading that right? Absolutely. It's going to be more like trying to get out in transition, creating stops so we can get easy buckets in transition. That's the first thing. Um, and then the second thing is not running the play to run the play. Like, you know, not trying to get through the whole play. And then at the end, there's nothing there. And now you're stuck. Yep. Um, actually trying to run the play to score. So if you got, if you can get something off the first the first side, then go ahead and make a play. But definitely trying to just trying to create more and, and trying to uh, play a, a faster pace of offense. So I, I want to circle back to the the transition stuff in a second. But first, I just need to mention that the, the second reason that I'm not that worried about books production is Adama Sonogo. I think this kid's going to have a huge year. Every single person that I talk to around this UConn program has basically said, yeah, like the, he's he, he's the real deal. He had a great offseason. He's going to be better. Is that is that true? Like, talk, talk him up a little bit, man. Let me know. If I'm, if I'm getting too nah. excited about Adama, tell, just say, Rob, look, you got to chill out, man. You're putting too much on him. No, nah, you, you, he can handle it. Like, for real. He's but now he's really, like, that's probably one of, that's the best big I've ever played with. One of the best big yeah. I've ever played with. Like, you give it to him inside, and he's going to score the ball. He's going to find a way. Like, I've never seen a big that had that much touch around the rim. Around the rim. His footwork is amazing. You know, like he he can really score the ball inside, and even when he catches it on the perimeter, he'll face you up. He'll he'll play with you a little bit, and he'll get to his move. And he's all he takes is one move, and he's gonna sweep game by you, and he's gonna score you. Um, Adamas, he's 
no, like he got that. And I I'm mean, sure like, you guys you know, are very aware of the fact that he didn't get his respect in the that preseason All Big East team, right? Absolutely not. And I know, and I know, he, I know he's feeling that in the back of his head. Like, I know he's seen that. Like, there's no way you can't tell me he this is not going to be, if not the best big in the, in the league in our league this year. There's no way you can't tell me that. Um, Dom is he's well, he's going to show everybody. Like I, I'm telling you, you're going to prove that he's going to make sure he proves himself out there this year. I, I, I can I can tell you that. Well, good, because I've, I've been hyping him up and I want to make that all I care about is being right. So as long as I'm right about Adama, then I, I'm going to feel pretty good about myself. Um, Absolutely. You, you mentioned the, the turnovers and the transition. It does feel like this is something of like a throwback UConn roster to the teams in like 04, 05, 06, when they had all that length and all that athleticism. Like Andre Jackson's a freak, man. Tyrese Martin is a freak. A cook, a cook when he's healthy is a freak. Uh, Samson, it, the length, athleticism for days, right? So it feels like this is the kind of team where you can kind of build a roster around uh, pressing, forcing turnovers, getting out in transition. Yeah, you better get like three assists a game just on throwing lobs to people. You just on throwing lobs. Yeah. It's a good way, to, good way to pad your stats, right? Mm-hmm. You're just running. That's why I said, like, let me get out in transition. Especially, like, I feel like when I have the ball in transition, I'm just going to be able to see everything. And when a big is running, too, it just makes it so much easier because not not every big runs the floor. So if our bigs are able to run outrun other bigs, it's easy dunks and transi- easy lobs, easy transition uh, points easily. So I, I think that there are there are two things that are going to kind of be the the X factor for this team that I think is going to be the difference between, you know, being a tournament team that can win a game and being a team that can make a run in the dance. And the biggest one is going to be the perimeter shooting, right? You have a lot of guys that are athletes, a lot of guys that can get to the rim, you got Adama in the paint. You got to be able to create that space. What, what have you seen from, from the shooters? Like is, is Andre taking a step forward? Is Tyrese making shots? Uh, Jordan has come in and I've heard he's, he's been knocking down shots. Mm-hmm. Um, I, obviously, Tyler Polly's going to make him. That's all he does, and he does it as well as anybody in the country. Isaiah Welly can shoot. Like, are, are you? Am I right there? The shooting is going to be the big thing to kind of keep people out of the paint and off Adama. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was uh, that was a huge part of our like our kind of our flaw last year. Not being able to shoot in the perimeter because now they be able, now teams were able to pack in the lane. Um, so like the huge emphasis in the off season was everybody being able to shoot one through five, and then everybody else that comes, in, everyone that comes in the game. If you're able to stretch the floor. You know, and that and now that opens up those driving lanes. And then now if we throw the ball inside and now everyone's worried about us, him throwing the ball back out to us for a shot and we'll make it, then now we throw it into him now. Everybody's not going to sag off to help on him and he'll be able to play one-on-one inside by himself. So just being able to, I mean, honestly, it's just coming down and getting in the gym, you know, and, and taking the, the necessary shots that you know you can get in the game. And when it comes to it, you make sure you knock it down when you had the opportunity. Um, so definitely, I mean, we've been in the gym. I mean, team, we're we're we've been working on this all summer, all off season. So I, I definitely, when we when we get out there, I think everybody's gonna be able to, to show what they can do. Yeah, the other thing that I think is is really important is the the versatility that you have in terms of the lineups that you can roll out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you want to go big, you put Adam at the five, you put Isaiah at the four, you can play Tyrese at the two, and all of a sudden, you know, you're as big as any team in college basketball. You want to yeah. go small, like you could put a Cook at the five, you could probably put um, if you really had to play Andre Johnson and, and Tyrese Martin at the four and five, and, and all of a sudden, like how do you stop that team? So is that, are we going to see different looks depending on who we kind of end up playing against this season? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, we, we practice, that's the way we practice too. Um, there's always a new lineup every day um, until like once everything is kind of set in stone, 
but even then, sometimes things change in the lineup. So, but yeah, no, nah, definitely that's how we practice. Uh, in the off season, we make sure that we mix up the team, so then that, that allows us to see what you know who who plays well with, together with each other and and how those things work out, and, and eventually that's going to help us. So who's who's impressed you so far? Who's gotten better? You know, I, I saw that uh, Andre looked really good in the scrimmage you guys had last night. I've heard that you know Jordan's come in and has looked really good as a freshman. That Samson is the kind of guy that's got uh, quite a bit of potential. I loved Corey Floyd. I saw him at Peach Jam back in July. I loved him down there. I think that he – I don't know how much he's going to play this year, but I think he's got, like, great UConn four-year guard written all over him. So who's who's impressed you? Who should we be excited about as fans that maybe we're not necessarily talking enough about? Um, I mean, I, I think everybody is doing their thing. Um, of course, you guys always talk about him, Andre, of course. Um, like you said, last night he was killing I told my the team I was on the opposite team, and I told my team I was like y'all let y'all are allowing him to kill us right now like, and and he he was he was thriving when Andre is able to attack and transition downhill nobody can stop him to be honest he's able to get on the, he he affects the game in so many ways he can get on the offensive glass keep plays alive like I said getting tra- down tra- downhill and transition is is his strong suit and I mean he's he's being able to shoot it like he can shoot it a little bit now like. He's in the gym constantly, so yeah, it's just going to pay off for him. Man, now he, yeah, he had like two or three threes yesterday. And we were down one yesterday, I believe. My team was down one. And he hit, he hit the three to open it back up to four. And that was a huge three for them. Um, but, you know, Andre, he's he's definitely going to turn some heads this year. Um, and our freshmen, I think, are very, very talented. You know, Jordan being the, the, the shooter that he is and being able to get to his spots and to just to rise up and score. Um, being able to get to the basket. Rasul yesterday, he played tremendous yesterday. He was getting after it. He hasn't been playing. He hasn't played in like a month. So just him being out there yesterday and seeing what he was out there doing, like all right, you can you can tell we have a pretty our, our freshman class is very, very good. Corey, uh being seventeen and coming in late, being able to hold his own at a seventeen year old, he looks like he's twenty out there and he's not, but like that's the way he plays. He's so poised. He's professional by the way he handles his business. He's he's got to be a football player. Was he a football player? Yeah, he's, I'm not sure, but he is built like one. Yeah, plays <laughs> um, definitely. Samson as well. I guess yesterday Samson was knocking down threes. He was blocking shots, getting on the, on the offensive board. Like he Samson is gonna he's gonna be a problem for us too. Like I said, that can just can goes to show the type of talent that we recruited. So I got three questions for you, three quick hitters that we're gonna end the show with. First and foremost, what is your favorite place to eat in or around campus? My favorite place to eat in or around campus? Mm. You know, it's it has slowly became Eat Joy. Someone someone put me on the Eat Joy, and I like it, so definitely Eat Joy. So you're going to have to get your NIL deal with them now. All right, you got to reach out to them. I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the second one. This one's going to be tough. Who is the best dunker on the roster? Who the best dunker? Mm, Andre. I mean, I, it's, I don't think they're at that tough. Andre, he 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 got like a lot of athleticism to him about. And yeah, he got hit his head on the rim athleticism. Yeah, right? like yeah, honestly, I ain't gonna put two of those two. Samson and, and Samson, he you throw a lot to him. He's you can throw anywhere. He's gonna get it. He's gonna find a way to get up there. Like he's an athlete. And the other one, sneaky athlete is Tyrese 
I think that's another, that's another one. I, those are, in my he's opinion, media day. He's a little old. He's more of a, a slap the glass on a layup kind of a guy these days. He said he's getting yeah, old. Yeah, but yesterday, if you you know if you seen yesterday, he 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 uh, got out in transition. He you know he got some. He got the Duncan. Got one. He, he got it. He got it. Good. He's like 23, man. Don't let him tell people that he's old yet. <laughs> All right. So the last one is uh, you're, you're going to get the first for the first time as a player, the real Big East experience. You're going to play in front of 10,000 people at Seton Hall. You're going to play in front of 10,000 people at the dunk. Uh, you're going to have a, the, the, your, each, each of our three home gyms, Gample, the XL Center and Madison Square Garden are going to be packed with UConn fans. You can't say you can't see the, the UConn gyms, but I want to know which road environment are you most looking forward to playing in this season? Mm, you said I can't say any of the three. So the environment I'm looking most forward to playing in, I would say it's it's close. I would kind of give like a, a three way tie, but it's between the Wells Fargo Center, Renova, back in Jersey, the Prudential Center, and third one playing at at the Duncan Center in Providence with Providence. Yeah, I Definitely was going to say playing that that's a home game for you playing in uh in Newark, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's def, that has to be up there for sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people from the city that are reminded you should have gone to Seton Hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, RJ, I appreciate the time, man. Hold the shirt one more time so everybody can see the cold-blooded gear. Gotcha. Wow, well, get your merch. I'm going to I'm going to put thank a link you. in the description to these videos and to this podcast. Uh thank listen, you, thank man. you. I appreciate the time. Thank you for being here. Hey, let's go win a Big East title, all right? Yeah, let's do it. Have a good one.